Welcome to Sports Ball, a podcast with Rachel Allen and Jimmy Kennedy. And welcome back to an all-new episode. It's been a, a, a bit of a late one here. Welcome back to Sports Ball. Uh, our new intro, thanks to my good friend Chris Filar, uh for sending me some audio that I was able to work up here. Jim here, Rachel. We've been gone for like 10 days from the time mm-hmm. our first podcast dropped. And we have a reason. But it's also within those ten days, a lot of sports stuff was going on that we're gonna catch. Yeah. We're, we're gonna catch up on it, and we're just gonna get right into it here. So yes, we had our friend come into town uh, one weekend, so we knew we weren't gonna be recording a podcast. Yeah. Then conflict of schedules, we had to delay it until time of recording, uh, February second on a Tuesday. So yep. dropping just a little bit later than usual. Uh, so please bear with us. Sometimes this happens. But yeah, I think we're we're hoping to stick to like the record on Sunday, drop on Monday schedule yeah. for the future. But it just yep. didn't work out. Yeah, the week. And, and again, there will be times where you know, like these things are gonna happen. It is what it is. But yep. we had, like I said, the craziest ten days, really the craziest seven days, as when it comes to one team and one player that Rachel is sad to see go. But we'll get to that later on in the I don't show. Even- I'm going to just start crying, honestly. It's yeah, the, that, that's not what I'm going to talk about now. We actually <laughs> are going to talk something recently, but before we get into that, we guys want we want you guys to know that we are now on Spotify as well as SoundCloud. We are able to get uh, Spotify all set, ready to go during our little break. Uh, so if you guys can do us a favor, hit subscribe, give us a five-star rating as we chug these episodes along, and we hope you guys uh, enjoy the uh, the podcast as we grow and get bigger and also uh rachel just made this about what an hour two hours ago mm-hmm. we now have a twitter page which is probably going to be the best idea because rachel's going to be in charge of it or the worst mm. idea because i have credentials and we all know how i <laughs> but uh rachel would you like to drop the uh the twitter tag for everyone uh so it was they wouldn't let me customize it because apparently some of them are already in use. But it's um <laughs> it's um at sportsball p um and s and p are both capitalized for sportsball and p. So Yep, we have we'll our, drop it in the link. Yep, we have our logo for the show. So if you click on that, you're definitely in the right place. This is where we're gonna now we post new episodes, uh the links from, but also big breaking news stories in the world of sports. You know, our takes on, like, certain topics, like one that we're going to be talking about right now. We had some soccer games during the week, uh, during the weekdays here. You know, Premier League uh, playing some Tuesday games, some Wednesday games because of COVID and everything. They've had to move some games around. Uh, so, the schedule is, you, you see this, like, when the new year turns and everything like that. But, my God, what the hell happened? What in the hell happened? I don't know. I it was like it's like the entire Premier League official team woke up this morning and was like, "We're gonna choose chaos." Like, yeah. like, I don't know, man. First the Arsenal game and yeah. and David Luiz and they're they've rightfully so said they're gonna be appealing that red card and mm-hmm. the Premier League better overturn that because that was not a red 
at all. And in fact, the um, Arsenal manager was like, I didn't even, he's like, I've watched it 10 times. I didn't even see any contact. You could argue that there was like a smidgen of contact, but it was honestly like a brush of a jersey. There was nothing that should have made him go down. It was, it was, it was, one, of those, um, it was one of those plays where you're, you can see both ends of it. It's not really a clear call, so to say, you know? It's, no, it shouldn't know. have been. It should not have been a red. Absolutely not. There was okay. nothing. There was nothing aggressive in that. It shouldn't have been. Like, okay, fine. Give him a yellow, maybe. Yep. Call it a foul, fine. Red card, absolutely not. Um, and then, unfortunately, because of, on top of that, um, Arsenal's goalie managed to get himself a red card um, for an intentional handball. Um which should have been called, but it was unfortunate that it happened after they had already had that, you know, miscall in Evelie's. But mm-hmm. he, um, I don't know why he did it though. Like, I really don't understand. Like, I don't even, I don't know. He guess, I guess he, I think he just thought it was his his only option to get it. But he, um, <laughs> he jumped. He was out of his box and yeah. he jumped and punched it away and then quickly uh, pulled his arm in uh, to make it look like he hadn't intentionally done it and i was like no 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 that, that's not how this no works. we all yeah. saw that you can't hide that <laughs> <laughs> so he got sent off rightfully so but still it was unfortunate so, they were down to nine men but okay, so hold on, let and me, then, hold on let me let me ask this question because you, you rarely see a goal uh, a goalkeeper getting sent mm-hmm. off in a soccer game mm-hmm. the, the guy has someone in the net right Someone has to be oh, wearing yeah. their gloves. Um, most, um, f- unless they don't have somebody that can play it, most um, most teams have uh, their secondary goalie on the okay. bench from the get go. So, okay. so the secondary goalie will come in, and but they have to take another player off. They have to take another player off. Okay, because they've got to stick with eight men. I got or you. nine men. Yeah. Okay, so so now so you're basically swapping goalies. The go- the red card goalie gets sent off, and then the other player probably gets sat just sits on the bench because you yeah. know like you said gotta get you know gotta have eight men on the yeah, field. Yeah, so cuz the cuz the goalie goes out and so then mm-hmm. what they have to do is they have to use a sub. Okay. to take um one of the players off and put in a goalie. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the uh the little rule check here. Yeah. <laughs> we had four games going on today here. Uh like you said Arsenal with a little bit of controversy against Wolves. They lost 2 to 1. Uh, yeah. Sheffield United actually kind of gaining some steam here after a pretty impressive weekend. Uh, so to say, they won against West Brom in the battle of rele- uh, relegation zone, two to one. Crystal Palace kind of upending Newcastle, surprisingly, two to one. And then this game, I don't know how the hell this game got out of hand as quickly as it did. Manchester United taking down Southampton, nine. To nothing. I all I know is I think they got derailed real fast. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I caught a glimpse of the replay at the end of the game. The the red card in the second minute against Southampton. Um, like right from the get go, they were playing with ten men. Um, and so they kind of just I think fell apart from there. And then they scored in the fifty third minute. Um, and it was disallowed with VAR and should not have been disallowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I think that really just was the nail in the coffin for them. Because I think it was only three or four to nothing at that point. 
Yeah, it and was. And they had scored. It was, and so it was, it was still a game. It was still possible. And then they disallowed the goal, and it just Manchester United just ran away with it. Yeah, that was the same. And like, then it was five to nothing, or six. It was six to nothing mm-hmm. at that point. Um, in like the 80th minute, and then I turned it on. And I was watching it, and um, that was when all of the chaos happened. There was a penalty called on um don't remember how to pronounce his name uh, um Jan somebody <laughs> you're you're talking about uh uh Jan uh Benaric is in there yep him yep Benaric. um which i don't even think should have been a penalty um yeah Martial clearly dove and uh Benaric like brushed him but was like trying to jump out of the way so yeah, it wasn't you... malicious it wasn't intentional was there was there a little bit of contact eh, maybe Co- yes so fine whatever call Ye- it a penalty yellow card because at most. of rules a yellow card at most when you think right. about it right but then they looked at it and they called it a red card and I don't understand it for the life of me. Nobody understood I... it. They were it was the same thing with David Luiz. I was like I was just watching it and I was like how can you say anything about any sort of like red card intent there? Yeah. Like the fact that they would call that and then they wouldn't call um speaking of goalies getting sent off, um Pickford from Everton. Yeah. When they didn't um they didn't call him when he took out Virgil van Dyke and freaking ruptured his knee. Um <laughs> they didn't call anything on him. Mm-hmm. And they should have. They even admitted it after the fact. Yeah. And yet they won't. They'll call that against Vinyarek, and it's and after looking at it on VAR multiple times, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. The, that they would call that. So then yeah. again, Southampton in the 80th minute or whatever is playing with nine men, and a disallowed goal, and a red card that shouldn't have been a red card, and a penalty that debatably did, shouldn't might not have even been a penalty. And then Manchester United just ran away with it. Just yeah. kept scoring after yeah. that. Yeah, that that was the thing. Like I, I, I kind of heard what happened with Arsenal and all that stuff, and I had a an interest. Uh, I had a pretty good understanding of like the result and all that stuff. And then I'm at work. I'm on Twitter, and I see you tweet out something about VAR, and that immediately told me, uh oh, something's going on. We're, I know what we're talking <laughs> about. Uh, I know yeah. we're going to be talking about the podcast right now, but. Yeah, just like keep an eye on that game on Twitter. I think like three refreshes. It went from it's United seven nothing. No wait, no hold on, it's eight nothing. Oh wait, no hold on, <laughs> it's nine nothing. They scored at the end of the game. Just like why? Just just put them out. Like the the, the Simpsons meme. Stop, stop. They're already dead. That that basically yes. describes this game. But yeah. the the controversy that follows. Look at this. The Premier League. We can agree the Premier League and the review system, the VAR, has not worked in general. I'm not talking about as a City fan. I'm not talking about you as a Liverpool fan. Doesn't matter what team, VAR has not worked. I don't think it's really worked no, in like the it, uh, international competition either. So no, th- because they're they're not using it in the way that it was created no. to be used. No, they're and- just using it and and. I don't understand because they'll like, yeah, they'll VAR and then it's just like automatically a given that they're uh-huh. going to confirm offside or a penalty no matter what. I don't, it's like, 
I don't know. It's it's weird to me because and it's never consistent. It's never it hasn't been consistent since day one. Yeah, no. Because something that gets called a penalty or offside for one team the very next day will be called onside or not a penalty for another team. So there's there's been zero consistency with it, and it's just been honestly a mess. Yeah, no, it, you're right. It has, and now they've made been... new rules that make it even worse, and it's just like I don't even look when it, when it comes it's to when, when it comes to soccer, we can agree that there are certain rules that are open to interpretation. You know, there are certain rules yeah. that. Okay, you may think one thing, I may think another. It's one of those things where we can agree to disagree on all that stuff. But we can agree that the Premier League, and let's face it, FIFA in itself, you're going to be using VAR, you need to have hard-hitting guidelines. Otherwise, it's going well, it's it's, to it's be gonna clear run and obvious. Yeah, but it's supposed to be clear it? and obvious. But, but it, the problem is, it's not. every single VAR official has a different opinion of what clear and obvious means. Exactly. So there's no consistency across the board because, like, when you when you show VAR and you show the replay on broadcast, and you've got the announcers saying that it that they don't understand it, you've you got, got us, um, the us people saying, on the table yeah. saying afterwards that they don't understand it. Every Fan. audience member is saying they don't understand it, and yet the refs, the VAR officials, still call what they do, and everybody else is going. Are are you blind? Yeah. Like there's there's a problem there. There's there's clearly an issue. Yep. So while we're on the Premier League for a minute, you know, we we've gone back and forth about the table and all that stuff. Uh, it's last week it was interesting because you had United, City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Leicester, Everton all in this mix. Now I got the top six for you. It's just been updated as of uh the end of the games today city and united are tight on points but city has the edge so they're uh in goal differential by five so they're in first place right now followed by man united your team liverpool in third place only four points back lesser city who's been that's it that's that's amazing yeah it really is that we will that we're suddenly only four points back is is mind-blowing you know lesser city is only five points back you know in fourth place and then this is a team I, I I they've been having a good year. I didn't expect them to be this good though. West Ham is in fifth place at the moment, and mm-hmm. then Tottenham is behind them at six. And they are points wise tied with Chelsea and Everton, but they're ahead. yeah, yeah, they're they're ahead in goal differential and everything. So yeah, if when the season if the season were to end today, West Ham and I believe it's West Ham and Tottenham will be going to the UEFA uh, Europa League. Whereas City, United, Liverpool, and Leicester City would be going to the Champions League. So, it, look, I understand it's only February, and we still have a long way to go. But this yeah. this title race is going to be fun going down the stretch. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see what Chelsea's turnaround looks like with the new manager yep. um, in the middle of a season, and abrupt as it was. Um, So they could go either way at this point. Um. Going off of pattern and the trend that I keep seeing, Tottenham's going to go downhill from here. Mm-hmm. They might still have a couple good moments, but I think that they're going to start trending downwards very soon. Downward, down, down, think... are, we, are we talking downwards as like Arsenal downwards where they're going to be middle of the pack or they're still going to be like in the top 10 range? I, I think... I don't know. The, because Tottenham has a history of tanking badly. Yep. 
Um, they have been doing decent, but now Harry Kane is out for the foreseeable future. Oh, boy. Um, so, and they did okay without him last year because Son really stepped up. However, Son and Kane have been, like, dynamite this season. They've been... They've been communicating beautifully. They've been working well off each other so much that they're basically one well-oiled machine that it'll be really interesting now seeing them try to function without one part of that machine. Mm-hmm. Um, Son is a very talented forward, but it'll take a while for him to adjust, I think, and for the team. And honestly, who knows what Mourinho will decide to do lineup-wise because sometimes he makes really weird decisions that I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I have a feeling player-wise they could do it. Manager-wise, I have a feeling Mourinho is going to make some decisions that make them plummet. So maybe they stay in the top ten, but they're definitely going to drop out of the top six soon. There's no way. Unless, Unless, you know, maybe they'll make me eat my words, but I don't see it happening. I mean, especially, and honestly, I think Mourinho needs to go. I mean, you've been saying that for a while, and I, I absolutely agree with you. I don't think, I don't think Mourinho he hasn't. Sh- he's I, been here for what two, three seasons now, and there's they're just getting the, like the, they have the, their moments, but the thing, the trend isn't changing. But the thing for Tottenham, the running joke with them is that they can try, but they're never going to reach the promised land where they will, uh, you know, they get to the Champions League, they always fall short. In the round of 16. They are always there in the Europa League. They're, they can be top four, but they're never going to win the Premier League. As far as I've seen, from what I've seen in years past, Mourinho should not have a job in the Premier League. Because no. his, his his history says everything. You know, there are certain managers... They never should have gotten rid of Pochettino. Yeah. They never should have gotten Mauricio. They should have never gotten rid of him. Nope. No. The fact that they got rid of him for that... Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you know you brought you got it's like Chelsea. They got rid of Frank Lampard, and they brought in the guy from PSG. Why? The guy was only eighteen months into the job. He was working with the team, and when you think about Chelsea's only seventh place right now, and you got a good squad. Not yeah. saying they're going to win the Premier League and all that stuff. I think they're a little too far back, but they could make a run for the top four. So I don't know no, what the hell I they're think, doing. I think fine. You want to fire him at the end of the season? That's great. Just but I think out. by firing him in the middle of the season, they just shot themselves in the foot. Yep. Because now they just ruined any opportunity they may have had to climb because they just disrupted their team's momentum. They yep. just stuck a new manager in the mix. And now all of that, that whole team that had been getting used to a new manager who'd only been there for a year in the first place, yeah. now they've got to deal with somebody else from a different league, from a different play style, somebody who's not familiar with the team, and mm-hmm. they just... And, like, I will be surprised if they do good. I will be surprised if they win any more games this season. The, the, the thing for me is this, is that, let's play this, the French, the French League, League One, it's only PSG and 19 other placeholders. That's really it. So mm-hmm. you're getting a guy from a league where you don't have any credibility. Competition. Yeah, you don't you don't have competition and because of that you don't have any no parity. If you don't if your league doesn't have parity, you don't you're not a league. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, the New England Patriots winning the damn Super Bowl every single year. You don't have parity, your league's a joke. And that's what mm-hmm. the that's what League One is, you know. Oh, we got the guy from PSG. Woohoo! Doesn't mean a damn thing. It really doesn't. So yeah. that's just it's mind boggling. 
to what that is. And what, it's because it's not like Frank was doing bad enough to warrant just suddenly firing him in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes me call back to the Lions not firing for Trisha when they should have because yep. he clearly was doing terribly. That's when you get rid of your coach midseason. You don't do that with Frank Lampard. He wasn't yeah. doing terribly. And sure, it, the team was kind of floundering a little bit. They were just kind of stalling. Yeah, but they had been doing well previously. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And the thing also is that... Especially you know, in the middle of a season that's already so wacky. unsteady. Yes. Yeah, like wacky. it just... Why add further like change to the mix? It just didn't make any sense to me. Yep. Speaking of the Lions, mm. big news coming out of that one. And now, let, let, let's play this. If you're not familiar with with us we're, we're big we're, we're we broadcast this show in detroit we're big lions fans die hard die hard lions fans baby we 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 as drink much as it pains me we drink every sunday during football season we kind of have to is it's a rite of passage uh well some people do <laughs> okay fine i do it just because it's a rite of passage if, I, if i'm not working at least <laughs> um but as we said in the beginning of this podcast we we're hanging out with a friend of ours and when it was that day we all hung out news broke the lions and stafford matt stafford quarterback for the team for 12 years uh had agreed to mutually part ways they were going to look to get a trade and the thing was like rachel i saw a tweet saying that a rumor was going to be going about i didn't really take it seriously because i never heard of the guy sure he had a blue check mark and all that stuff but doesn't mean a damn thing if i don't actually know yet Right. And then 10 minutes later, my phone goes off. I see the ESPN report. And I'm thinking, uh, Rachel, I'm, sh- I'm showing Rachel the phone, like shaking, like, holy bleep, this is happening. Not even a week later, not even a week later, the Lions trade Matt Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams. Here was the haul that they got. If you're not familiar with this, it was for... Rams former Rams quarterback Jared Goff, a 2021 third round pick, and the 2022 and 2023 first round pick for the Rams. So for up until 2024, the Rams are not going to have a first round pick because the Lions have control of that. They gave up a third round pick for this year. They also gave us their quarterback, who I'm going to be honest with you. Jared Goff's not the best quarterback, but he's not the worst quarterback. You know, there are some quarterbacks who are better than he is, and there are quarterbacks that are worse than than Goff is. Yeah. I think what it came down to was a best of both worlds kind of option because Mm -hmm. it gave the Lions the opportunity to solidify their future rebuild which is kind of what they're focusing on right now. Yep. And it also gave them the opportunity to send a franchise quarterback that's been well-loved by this team somewhere that he wanted to be mm-hmm. and also to get someone here that wanted to be here. Um, I think that was the most important thing to them rather than, say, getting like somebody really good who maybe didn't necessarily care to be here. And sending Stafford somewhere he didn't want to be. I think they didn't want to do that to him. They didn't want to do that to the quarterback because they're trying to set up a team that wants to play here. Yeah. So it it in that instance, it makes sense. On paper, it seems very weird. 
Um, yeah. That very very weird on paper. Um, like it's not even for a first round pick until like 2023. Like it's very strange. And and but they did say specifically um, that the press did say that they wanted to. They ended up. They wanted to end with a deal that was beneficial for every party. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's so the, thing. It, the Rams got a quarterback who wants to be there. Detroit got a quarterback who wants to be here, and we got the opportunity to help rebuild for the future for the yeah. next couple of years. Yeah. It, it, here's the thing. Going into this into this little discussion we had, you and I kind of went back and forth on this while we were taking our little break from the podcast. I had said that, you know, Trey Stafford, just get a first-round pick this year, and I, I'm happy. I don't care where you send him because I'm thinking with the seventh overall pick, you get a quarterback, have him develop, and, and go from there, regardless of whether you trade Stafford or not. But then you get that damn treasure trove, and it's like, hold up. Like, <laughs> I, 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 Rachel, I literally had to do a double take because I remember. I think, it just, I think Detroit's plan is they want to be able to get – a, they want to be able to get a first round pick quarterback. Yeah, that's and, what they want to do. They yep. want to get a quarterback in the draft, so they're fine with it being a couple years from now because right now they've got a experienced quarterback who's dealt with yep. um, championship and who wanted to leave his place and is comp and is fine with being here for a little while. Mm -hmm. That way they can have him while they're rebuilding. They've got that placeholder quarterback, so to speak, somebody who knows their way around and is going to bring a little bit of a fresh perspective to the team and then in two, three years be able to draft a new, young, fresh quarterback. I think that's what the plan was. And, in that, is, and that it makes sense that way because they are focusing on yeah. rebuilding right now. And that's the thing. like Everyone basically is saying that this is going to be a rebuild. And yeah. the the coach of Dan, the coach no coach Dan Campbell general manager Brad Holmes didn't have to say it out loud but the writing's on the wall. Yeah. Lions fans prepare for a couple rough years, but you're right. And when you think about it also, you get that quarterback with the seventh overall pick. Whether it's look, Trevor Lawrence, I I understand what he did at Clemson. You know, the dude's a stud, great record, great kid. You play in a conference where there's only one team and Miami, Florida. Duke, North Carolina, <laughs> you know, teams that are going to be there. They're basically just cannon fodder for Clemson. With that being said, you know, I, I can't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't touch him necessarily. But then you have quarterbacks like Zach Wilson from BYU, Justin Fields from Ohio State, uh, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Sure, granted, he only played one game, but North Dakota State's a powerhouse in the FCS. The dude, you know, mm -hmm. you get, they're shooting out quarterbacks left and right in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. You not only get a a, a a young guy in the draft, but you also have a you know you also have Jared Goff, who you can actually teach and have your young quarterback develop for two years yeah. if necessary. Mm -hmm. So when it's mm -hmm. time to say goodbye to Jared, then you know, hey, we're set and good to go. It's it's the same approach that the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. You know, they they had him learn under. Alex Smith for a year or two, and then it was Mahomes' time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is going to be rough. It is going to be a rough couple of years, but you know what? The future is bright. I'm liking this. Uh, and like I said, like for Christmas, I will get you a a Rams jersey first with Stafford on it, just because. But yeah, when um when when 
when Jimmy tagged me in the tweet about um, golf coming here, I just <laughs> my response was, I, "Well, guess I'm a Rams fan now." <laughs> well, here's the thing: like, I, I listen, would, I have yeah. said from day one that I'm going to be a Stafford fan, no matter where he goes, so. and that's fine. That's fine. Look, I and I've I, always liked Jared Goff, so I'm 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 happy with it, as happy as I can be. While being very, very upset that he's gone. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but. it's like you said; it's the best of both worlds. You have a you have a quarterback who can help develop a young guy into a star, and at the same time, you got Stafford. Who, let's face it, yeah, the NFC West is a cutthroat division, but LA, you have a team that has a window to compete before yeah, you start I'm having just, to worry. I'm just a little f- like upset and frustrated because I would have thought that. They're finally bringing in somebody who's going to, like, instill the mentality in the team that's going to back up Stafford. So I would have really, really, really liked to see at least a year, at least a year with Stafford as quarterback still under new management. Because that's what I've been wanting and waiting for Mm -hmm. for years, is for somebody entirely new, entirely new management. Like, I was waiting for the new GM. I was waiting for somebody else to come in and hire somebody other than the types of coaches they keep hiring because I was really, really curious to see how Stafford would play under that. So I'm really bummed that we don't get to see that at Detroit because that's what I wanted. I wanted at least one more year. Yep. I wanted to see what he could do under somebody new and still be for Detroit. So I'm a little bummed about that. But regardless, I am very excited to see how he plays under somebody like McVay. He said specifically, they said that, that Stafford wanted to be able to play for McVeigh. So yeah. that was another thing that prompted their their trade with Go- with for Goff. Well, here's a it, well, here, here's the so, thing. It, as this Which I mean, broke, hey, as somebody yeah. from the south who's got four kids who's lived here for 12 years, I don't blame him wanting to go California no, for the no, rest of it. <laughs> no. But here's the thing, we were talking about the trade and all that stuff. There are other teams actually trade wanted to trade for Stafford. Yeah. New England, he shot that down immediately because he did not want to be on a team with Matt Patricia, and I can't blame him at all. Not one damn bit. But yeah. here, there, no. there were five other teams that at least talked and or made offers, okay? So, and these are teams granted that need quarterbacks. So, the Jets with the number two overall pick in the draft, that they checked in, but talks didn't go far. They didn't want, the Lions didn't want to touch that. Mm-hmm. The, the 49ers, uh, Never really made an official offer, which kind of surprising because you're not sure on the future of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in, in San Fran. Mm-hmm. You're not sure about what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts, who desperate need of a quarterback, unless they're going to go with uh, Jacoby Brissett again, they didn't offer the 21st overall pick in the draft, but they also like discussed like you know some other packages. And then here's where we get some official news here. The Washington football team offered the 19th overall pick and a third rounder for this year. And then Carolina offered the number eight overall pick and the late round choice for this year for Matt Stafford. So it, it wasn't here's the thing. It wasn't so much that the, the Rams were the only offer that is throughout there. Mm-hmm. It was just the no. Rams offer was the best offer and, for both parties. Yeah. yeah. And like when this news broke. It was like, like you said, Rachel. You know, you're sad that Stafford is leaving, but you're also happier to see him, you know, potentially win with someone else. But on the other side, I just side, wished it could have been for Detroit. I, I trust me, I do too. 
I Because I had been wanting that for so long. I just kept saying if we could get some other type of coach. Because if you look at every coach we've had for the last three coaches have all been the same kind of person. They've all been the same exact thing. They've all been hired by the same person. Yep. So they're all going to have that same mentality, which is why we've been stuck in the mud for so long. Mm-hmm. But and not, that's why Stafford could never do what he was capable of because the play style they always tried to go for was not suitable to his type of quarterback. Yep. Yep. But I mean, so, look, look. Here, here's the thing. My it's thing, unfortunate, but it, it is. It is. It is what it is. But look, the future is bright. You know, for <laughs> for once, Lions fans actually have something to hope for down the line. Yeah. We say that every year, though. That uh, here's the thing, though. Because we all I, thought I, Matt Patricia was gonna be the um. You know, the, here's the, here's the, the here's the thing. When you have three coaches back to back to back, ever since 0-16, like sounding like, well, you know, we we just need to play better. You know, we just gotta do this that's, and that. I'm that's sorry. That's not what you, you, you need. No, I I love Dan Campbell and and Brad Holmes because we're gonna get back up and bite a few kneecaps <laughs> off on the way. And I was like, yes, I'm, that is I'm, exactly what this team needs. Got, Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Ford Field, like you're gonna have like the giant jumbotron. And then I got on like the right side of the scoreboard, kneecaps. Zero, one, yeah. two, whatever. <laughs> That's gonna be brought a thing to you by, now. Brought to you by the DMC. I'm, <laughs> I honestly I'm I'm thrilled about it. I think I think it's great. I think yeah. it's the type the, of energy that this team finally the freaking dude, needs. The dude yeah, the dude has energy, the dude has passion. You can tell. Just in the press conference. And he's a former lion. He's a former lion, yep. which is amazing. Yep. So it's, it's gonna it is gonna be interesting to see how this goes. I you know at first I wasn't sold on the whole six year deal, but now with everything going on, now this tells me okay, hey, the Lions have a plan. The Lions actually have a plan for the future. Something that they yeah. something that they haven't had for years, and we've <laughs> suffered for it. Yeah. So now. Yeah, because they keep trying to they they've been they've been trying to just bring in people to fix the current season, mm-hmm. and that isn't going to work. You can't just bring in a whole new crew and be like. This year or nothing. It doesn't work that way. You got to, yep. you got to, there's, I mean, look at, look at my uncle, you know, Indiana. They're finally, they're, yep. they're, he's been, he's been playing the long game with them and, and they're, they're, they're starting to make their mark, you know? So yep. that's kind of, and I have compared, I'm sure you've heard me before. I have compared Indiana University football to Detroit Lions football mm-hmm. repeatedly over the yep. years because it's been the same trend for them. Same problems that they've had with their team, offense and and defense not being the way that they should be. Yep. Some of the same exact play type problems, some of the same exact management problems and coaching problems. And I think finally the Lions are doing exactly what Indiana. my uncle has been yep. trying to do with what Indiana. What Indiana is doing right now. So and... I'm very excited I think it's going to be really good. I mean, obviously, you know, you hope that you will, your hope as a fan is that this year's going to be great because we're getting a new coach and everything. Yep. But I appreciate, you know, I kind of like the fact that that's not what they're focusing on because they know that's not what's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Look, well, we will. I we will get to the Super Bowl at some point. It's just not going to be. <laughs> it's just not going to be for a few years. I'm not marking a date and all that stuff. I'm not marking a specific time, but. We are going to be in the middle of a no. rebuild. It's going to be a little rough, but again, we used to, we used to contend, and I think we will we will again soon. So yep, there's yep. there's an upward trend happening with a lot of the things that they've been doing management wise and and um and coaching staff wise, and, and all the two new people they've appointed and the deals they've been making yep. is very promising. We'll we'll see how it is on the field 
the next two years. Because as long as they're, look at this, if they're losing, but they're looking good while they're losing, I can get behind that because it's telling me that it's working. Yep. You know, you want to say, hey, the Lions are going to go 5-11, 6-10, 7-9 at, at best. I'm okay with that down the line. I'm okay with yeah. that. Is As long as we're getting better as the years go on, yeah. our team is developing. And when you think about it, also, look, the NFC North might be up for grabs this up, you know, next couple of years because Aaron Rodgers only has so long. Kirk Cousins stinks. Mitch Trubisky is still the biggest question mark out there we don't know why the hell you would even draft him but it remains to be seen but rachel i I did bring up listen i I, I am waiting for the day that aaron Rodgers and the packers get taken down a couple pegs well they did against unfortunately (laughs) it was tom brady and the the buccaneers doing it which hey listen i'm all for brady taking and taking a yeah Taking yep. Rodgers down. <laughs> yep. So before we get into the Super Bowl, uh, real quickly here, there is also another game going on on Sunday, Sunday morning. Our two teams are playing each other. Eleven thirty a.m. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot that was so soon because yeah. I kept thinking, oh yeah, that's in like February. Well, it's February. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> yeah, no, it's in February. It's just uh five days from now. So yeah, I will definitely. I think we'll do a watch party. This, uh, this oh time yeah, because we'll be recording two. the podcast after that for next week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little, a little, <laughs> a little podcast before the game. We'll try and get next episode up and going on Sunday for the Super Bowl. But uh, Rachel, going into the Super Bowl, this is going to be a weird Super Bowl because for the first time ever, like the NFL announced it, they're going to allow twenty five thousand fans, like obviously bubbled, social di- socially distanced, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And also 30,000 cardboard cutouts at the game. <laughs> I don't know how the hell that's going to work, but you know what? I am all for it. Because if you're telling me you're going to have cardboard cutouts, cutouts on that damn pirate ship, love it. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for oh, it. But... It'll be like when we turned on figure skating the other day, and it took all of us like 10 minutes to realize that none of the fans were real fans. It was when I noticed the Geico lizard that I was like, that's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> they had cats. They had people's dogs. There was like the Geico guy. Yep. Like we were just kind of like, oh my gosh, those aren't real people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Rachel, I, I, I know you're probably aware of this. Sports betting or online sports betting is legal in the state of Michigan. So people don't have to worry about going to the casino. They could just go on their phones, download an app, whatever, and, and do some sports betting. Yes, you've been talking about it a lot. I'm yep. very aware that it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that people like to do for the Super Bowl has been prop bets. And these could range from actually in the game to stuff like the halftime show, national anthem, stuff like that. USA Today came out with their uh, favorite prop bets for the Super Bowl. And uh, you're going to – here are some of the ones that kind of stuck out to me. First one, how many commercials will have a dog in it? The uh, the over under is set at four and a half. If you go over, it's like minus two fifty under plus one seventy. So if you go the under, you get a chance to win more money. So how many commercials are gonna have a dog in it in this Super Bowl? Listen, I honestly have no idea what any of that means or how okay. betting works. <laughs> so 
I'm just going to say that I'm going to say all of them are going to have dogs because that's generally I, the trend that happens with the Super Bowl. I, w- <laughs> I, would, not, I would not be surprised, in all honesty. Uh, let me see here. Some other ones here. Uh, Especially because everybody's going to be trying to go the whole, like, yeah. happy, wholesome route and positivity with their commercials because of COVID. And oh, so of course. Everybody's just going to yeah. be like, slap a puppy in there. That makes everybody happy. <laughs> and another one. And another one. Will Tom Breed's wife, Giselle, be shown at any point in time in the broadcast? Yes or no? I'm saying yes yeah, to that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. They can't not show her. Are you kidding me? Yep. Uh, let me see here. What else? What else? What else? Uh, MVP for the Super Bowl. You ha- The options are for the Chiefs, uh, Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back. For the Bucks, Mike Evans, the wide receiver, Tom Brady, for obvious reasons, and mm-hmm. Gronk, for obvious reasons. So that's uh, that's actually gonna be an interesting one there. My and... my gut would tell me Tom Brady, just because it's Tom Brady, um, and he's usually always the MVP in some way. However, Patrick Mahomes, it has... would not surprise me if Mahomes gets it. I mean, Mahomes did like he was a stud last year, and he's been a stud all year long. Yeah. So when I it would, would not surprise me if he ends up with it for sure. Yep. yep. Something uh... tells me that this game, that the Super Bowl, is gonna be a passing of a torch, if you will. You know what? I'm getting I'm getting the the same thing. Regardless if the if he wins or not, I think this is the last year we'll see Tom Brady. I think like after this year he's going to retire. I don't, I don't know because he's already talking about wanting to play till he's past well, twenty five. Well, he's been, well, so. you know the thing. He's been talking for that for years. The problem is, you went from the AFC East, which is let's face it, for as long as he's been there, it's just been a one team division, to the NFC South, which is a, it's a tough division. You got Tampa Bay, who's who was good before Brady got there. New Orleans. Carolina's always hung around there. Atlanta is Atlanta. <laughs> so, you, you know, it just it, it surprised me that he got to the Super Bowl in all honesty because, you know, the NFC is a tough is a tough conference. You have all these teams, but that's exactly why he did it though. It's mm-hmm. exactly why he went there. Yep. Because like I was saying the last time, he wanted to be able to prove his merits on his own and And he's doing again, it. Again, I don't blame him. Super Bowl. Yep. Because look at him. You know, he's proving that he deserves all the hype that he gets. Yep. But, and I think, I think though, regardless of whether Tom Brady actually retires or not, I feel like this is going to be a bit of, depending on if, if Mahomes actually does well in this game and he doesn't choke for some reason, which he doesn't usually seem to do. Um, but if mm-hmm. Mahomes plays like he can, um, and somehow the Chiefs end up winning again. Um, this could, I feel like this could be a potential um, handing over the crown kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I think we could see Mahomes emerging as the the, the, the new quarterback face. to be the new in face, the, in the, the, the new yeah. quarterback of, of the NFL. And I, I think, yep. in all honesty, look, I'll give I'll give Brady all the all the credit and respect that the dude deserved. He he's deserved it in his his illustrious career, but you're right. That yeah, this year he's he's proven it. Yep, but this I I get a feeling that it's gonna be a passing of the torch. I, I'm with it. This is gonna be you know Brady and Mahomes are gonna meet in center field at the end of it. 
know, and, and look, I got I got the Chiefs winning. I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. Um, I'll get you a score next next <laughs> next episode and everything. <laughs> but I I think they're going to see those two shake hands. You know, Brady gives him you know you know uh, congratulations and all stuff, and we're going to see that that passing of the torch. We're going to see that. I don't know though. I mean, I could see regardless that I think that'll be the situation yeah. and what comes out of this. But I, I feel like the Chiefs are going to give them a run for their money. But I feel like Brady is going to try to eke out one last win before he really, you know, mm-hmm. makes his point. So I think he's going to fight for it a lot harder than than anybody yeah. else will. Yep. So, you know, I'm 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 expecting Tampa Bay to win, but. Um, it's, knowing the Chiefs gonna, are defending champs and everything, I think it'll be a very good game. It's gonna be a really good game here. Uh, before we end the podcast for this week or for this episode, Rachel, we were fans of a certain team during the Stanley Cup Finals because a bunch of our friends bang out in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I just they have a game going on right now. The Dallas Stars are currently playing. Yeah, the I've Columbus got it up Blue right Jacks. now. <laughs> what the hell happened? What the hell happened? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Listen, I... every every NHL game for the last, like, four days has been like this. Yeah. Every game has been five, six, seven goals per yep. game, sometimes per team. It's been insane. I mean, have you seen, like, I've been keeping up with the um, the Montreal and the... the um, Vancouver? The Canucks. Yeah. Yeah. They went three games back and forth, seven to nothing, mm-hmm. seven to one. Yep. Vi- like both teams just, it, and then um, I can't remember what team it was a couple games ago. It might have been the Stars against, um, who did they just play? Uh, they played Carolina. It's... They played Carolina last. I remember that. And that yeah, was a and, flaw in and itself. With that Stars and, and Canes game, both games, because they were back to back games. Yep. There were like people getting hurt left and right, and there were yep. so many goals. And it was just like, what is going on? <laughs> I yeah, I I mean like Like was... I've been looking at every every hockey game that has been on for the last few days has had, like I said, at least six goals per game, sometimes per team. Yeah, is look and the wings. I mean, the wings got blown up by the stars a couple of weeks ago, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Listen, look, we I, almost I, we almost had. I know, I know. Yep, we uh, almost we almost had Florida several times. I had to work those games. It was quite the experience, I'll tell you that. But yeah, look, yeah. I, just the the way that hockey has been. It's either you're you're going to overtime, or you're going with blowouts. It's, there's no in between. Very rarely there yeah. an, is there been an in between. But yeah, like I, I, I didn't have the game up. I got Twitter up though. Like, look at this. Look at this. The Senators and the Oilers last Sunday, eight to five. <sighs> like, what is in their drinking water this this week? My question is, where like, the defense? Where's the, where's, where's the defense? Where's the goalies in this in this crap? I mean, and then yesterday, the Canadians and the Canucks, six to yep. two. Like yep. you're just like, what in the world? What the hell is it's, going? It's absurd. On? Yeah, it's just... and that was that was like the third game in a series of of six to twos and seven to twos, vice versa for them. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. they're 
they're playing again today and it's already four to one and yep. they're not even done with the second period. Like it's Hey, Dallas ain't even done the ridiculous. second period. It's like somebody game. just turned the dial up on the NHL season uh, season this week and was like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> all I all I know that we're gonna join the Discord chat in a minute after we're done recording this, and we're gonna hear our good friend Patrick just go, "Guys, guys, are you watching the game?" Yeah, we're keeping an eye on it. Yep, don't 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 worry about it. But uh, Rachel, before we get out of here, anything else you want to say? Anything along those lines before we get uh we end the stream or end the podcast? No, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. All right. Well, with that being said, guys, we want to thank you guys for being patient as we work out our schedules and stuff. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sports Ball, a podcast. Once again, thanks to our good uh, to my good friend Chris for that wonderful intro that we had uh, that that we had made. Uh, it just look. Super Bowl is right around the corner. We'll be doing a, an episode. We'll be dropping it on Sunday before the big game. And yes, City and Liverpool are gonna be playing, so we know exactly what the hell we're gonna start off with right out from the get from the get go here. Either way, Sunday, February seventh is gonna be a fun day. We hope you guys are staying safe. We hope you guys are staying healthy. We appreciate you guys. And remember, we are on Spotify now. So hit that subscribe. Give us five-star ratings. You know, just help us out here as we continue to grow this brand. Also, check us out on Twitter. And correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel. It's at SportsballP. Uh, yep. The S and the P are capitalized uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter. That's what, Again, that's where we're going to be posting all of our... Uh, all of our links for new episodes, news, you know, stuff. Rachel and I rambling, just whatever, because we both have control of the thing. Either way. Y'all going to see how funny I can be. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, she, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll go on just like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. God damn it, Rachel. Mother. Mm. <laughs> uh, Rachel, always, as always, a wonderful privilege to, uh, to work with you. Can't wait for next episode. Yeah. All right. See you. <laughs> yep. Thank you guys so much. We'll uh, we'll check you out. We'll we'll hang out with y'all uh, next time. <laughs>